0: looking up into the piercing eyes of the Colonel. She shook her head, and wistfully remarked, "'I bet you wouldn't be worried, would you, Colonel?' Angie's voice suddenly came through the intercom. "'Miss Ross? A Mr. Montgomery Stone would like to see you. He doesn't have an appointment, but I thought you might give him a few minutes.' "'Oh, I think that will be possible,' Danny responded quickly. "Uh, "'Give me a moment.' Turning to her desk, she quickly took some papers from the side drawer and scattered them over the top. Pulling a pen from its marble and gold holder, she chose a fresh sheet of new stationery and began writing. A smile pulled at the corners of her lips as she thought of what she was doing, both irritated and entertained by her own foolishness. She wrote carefully on the pad in neat script. Lord, Let Mr. Stone become a paying client, and let him be very rich. She nodded, and then added, For you know, Lord, that I am broke. She flipped the intercom switch, briskly commanding, Send Mr. Stone in, please. The man who came through the door was in his late sixties, Danny judged. He was tall and bent, wore a brown suit that was out of style and held a narrow-brimmed plaid hat in his hand. His face was narrow and hidden behind a short salt-and-pepper beard. As he headed toward her, he gave Danny a penetrating glance from a pair of large, deep-set blue eyes. "'I'm Danielle Ross, Mr. Stone.' Danny rose and moved to offer him her hand. The hand that took hers was surprisingly firm and muscular for a man his age. "'Won't you sit down?' she offered. "'I suppose so. "'But my business won't take very long,' Stone answered in a high, thin voice. "'I won't take much of your time.' "'Oh?' Danny said, hoping her disappointment did not show in her voice. "'She waited until he was seated, then sat down behind her desk. "'What can I do for you?' "'Stone regarded her carefully. His lips grew thin. "'Nothing. You've done enough for me already. "'But you won't do any more for me and my family or anyone else, Miss Ross.' Danny studied him noted the fixed almost rigid expression Have we met before mr stone i'm afraid i don't remember you we've never met but i'm sure you remember a member of my family stone's lips suddenly turned up in a grim smile and a thin humorless laugh came from his throat surely you haven't forgotten my brother an alarm went off in danny's head after some hesitation, she commented, "'I assume you're Maxwell Stone's brother.' Again the thin laugh, and then the man prompted her, "'So you have done something for my family, haven't you, Miss Ross?' Oh, "'If he's as crazy as his brother, I'm in trouble,' Danny thought. She studied the man, thinking there was a resemblance. The memory of Maxwell Stone swept over her. Stone had been a very wealthy man who had become dangerously unstable. He had formed a right-wing organization in the Ozarks, a paramilitary organization complete with practically every weapon except tanks. Danny and Ben Savage had been lured into his mountain lair and had barely escaped with their lives. For months afterward, Danny had had nightmares over the terrible incident. Maxwell Stone had been tried on charges of kidnapping and murder and was convicted of both. He committed suicide only two weeks after beginning his term at a federal prison. As she stared at the man before her, Danny remembered how she'd been forced to struggle with her hatred for his brother. Carefully, she said. Yes, I remember your brother. He was not himself, Mr. Stone, as I'm sure you know, No sane man would have done what he did. Stone nodded. You must have been glad when Max killed himself. No, I did not enjoy hearing of that. I was very grieved. I pitied him. I heard you were some sort of a minister. Well, that makes what I've come to do much easier. What do you want, Mr. Stone? Why have you come here? I have come to kill you, Miss Ross. Stone suddenly reached inside his coat and pulled out a gun, aiming it directly at Danny. It's only fair, isn't it? I mean, you killed my brother, so now I'm going to kill you. The thin laugh sounded again, and a note of hysteria rose in his voice. The gun wavered as if it were...